Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Wisdom Wednesday presented, of course, by DraftKings. Love those dudes. Also love doing a live show like this. So cool to see so many people come out to get a chance to watch the Ross Tucker Football Podcast in action. I think I've met pretty much everybody here so far. If there's anybody I haven't, I definitely want to uh, before the night is over. Without further ado, Jack, let's get into my official NFC predictions. The Big Show. All right, Ross, we'll start with the NFC North. What are you thinking about there? So I will say this, and I know uh, almost everybody here is an Eagles fan, and they probably don't want to hear this, but I kind of feel like if there was ever a year where an underdog or a long shot could win a conference, kind of feels to me like the NFC this year. Really hard for a team like the Eagles to repeat. They lost seven starters. I, I do think the Cowboys are improved with, I know, boo, with Stephon Gilmore and Brandon Cooks. However, you know, I still don't understand them getting rid of their offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. Do you guys realize the Cowboys over the last four years – are second in the NFL in yards and points behind only the Chiefs. And they've had Ben DiNucci start games, Andy Dalton. They've had Cooper Rush start a bunch of games, and yet they ran their offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, out of town. I just don't really understand it. So, And even the Niners, the early reports are not favorable on – Brock Purdy so far in training camp coming back from that elbow surgery. So I do think there's an opportunity for a team like the Detroit Lions or like the Seattle Seahawks to win the NFC. And for those of you that are into betting, I know a lot of you listen or watch the Even Money podcast. They have pretty long odds, but it wouldn't shock me if the Detroit Lions or the Seahawks were able to, to make it run. I had the Lions winning the NFC North. I, I feel really good about them. I just saw where they sold out. Ford Field for the first time, season tickets for the entire season, which is awesome. Uh, 
The Lions have never won the NFC. Never. So I'm happy for their fans. I know a lot of people out there. I'm happy for them. I think the Vikings take a little bit of a step back. I don't know if you guys saw, but they moved on from Zadarius Smith. They released Dalvin Cook, who's still a free agent, at least while we're recording this show. And so it feels like it's a little bit of a transition year for the Vikings. I have them at 9-8. and eight. It's definitely a transition year for the Green Bay Packers. I have the Packers at 8-9 and nine in the first year of the Jordan Love era. It's going to be really interesting for Packers fans if he's not good. I mean, they just had 30 years of top five quarterback play. Think about that. Now, the Eagles have been fortunate. Wentz had those really good years. You know, we know what McNabb did. Foles had his moments. Michael Vick had his moments. The Eagles have gotten, for the most part, really good play at the quarterback position. There's a lot of franchises that have never had really good quarterback play. Never. And yet, the Packers, over 30 years, they went to three Super Bowls and won two of them. That doesn't seem real good to me. I mean... They haven't won the NFC in 12 years. Eight other NFC teams have won the conference since the last time the Packers did. So I'm just curious to see how that fan base reacts if Jordan Love is not good. And then finally, I have the Chicago Bears at 6-11. and 11. I think they'll be exciting. Uh, I think Justin Fields is a good young quarterback. But I'm not sure that they're quite ready to, to actually be a contender or have a winning record. So... Lions ten and seven, Vikings nine and eight, Packers eight and nine, Bears six and eleven. All right, next we'll move to really not as competitive division, but the NFC South. What do you think about there? Well, it might be competitive in terms of winning the division, but you can't imagine any of these teams actually having a great chance to go far in the playoffs. I mentioned earlier my first NFL game this year for CBS will be Tennessee at New Orleans. I'm trying to check with CBS. How many days early you're allowed to go and they still pay for your hotel room? As well as what the per diem is, especially if you're in New Orleans. So uh, that'll be an awesome game. Superdome, crazy loud. I have the Saints winning the division at 9-8. and eight. I think Derek Carr sort of solidifies that position. This division's a mess. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. It's kind of crazy. I would not be shocked if there's not a single team with a winning record in both the AFC South and the NFC South. There will be. I mean, somebody will, but it wouldn't shock me if no one did. I have the Saints, though, at 9-8. and eight. They still have a lot of talent there. They just needed to get a, a good quarterback, and, and they did that with Derek Carr. Next up, I have the Atlanta Falcons at 9-8. and eight. You know, the Falcons had nobody the last two years. I mean nobody. And they went 7-10 and 10 each of the last two years to be able to bring in B. John Robinson with the eighth overall pick. They have Kyle Pitts, a Philly native. I remember doing his state championship games. He's an Archbishop Wood kid. Uh, they have him back at tight end. They added a bunch of people on defense. I mean, last year, I only could really name two guys, maybe on the Falcons' defense, I felt like. Grady Jarrett at D-tackle as well as A.J. Terrell at corner. Now they have Calais Campbell. Now they have David Anyamata. 
they brought a bunch more guys in now on that side of the ball. So I do think that the Falcons are better. I have the Falcons at 9-8. and eight. In Carolina, we've got Frank Reich, the uh, former Eagles offensive coordinator. Awesome dude. I'm glad he's getting a second chance as a head coach. I kind of think that the Panthers will probably be about 6-11. and 11. I do think Bryce Young, their rookie quarterback, went number one overall. I think he's good. You know what I think is crazy? Bryce Young is 5'10", 190 pounds, was something, he? Something like that. And he's not, like, super fast, and he doesn't have a big arm. It's, it, to be the number one overall pick in the NFL draft, and you're 5'10", a buck 90, and you're not that fast, and you're not, you know, that strong. I mean, Paul, what are you doing with your life? You know, you, <laughs> I mean, you're 5'10", a buck 80. I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I have Carolina going 6-11. and 11, And then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think that's going to be a mess without Tom. I mean, they only won eight games with Tom Brady. Now it's either Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask. I don't really envision that going real well. So I will say that the Tampa Bay Bucks will go, mm, let's say, 4-13 and 13 this year. By the way, okay, this is a pet peeve of mine. When you do predictions, you have to make sure it adds up, right? There's 544 games. You can't do win-loss record and not have there be 272 wins, 272 losses. I am not kidding. I did this yesterday, and I went through each team and just thought, I think they'll be like 10 and 11. I think they'll be like, at the end, I, I, I took my phone out and calculated it. I calculated all the losses. It was 272. I hit it right on the head the first time, which was amazing. Because then, then I was like, okay, who am I going to have to give an extra loss to or win? How, how was I going to change it at that point? So... Yeah, that's why, my, that's why my parents paid way too much money for me to go to Princeton. Um, that, and so that people could tell my mom, I love your son. He's the press box food guy. <laughs> yes, that's why they sent me to Princeton. Number one school in the country so I could be the guy that posts videos of press box food. Uh, speaking of food, when I'm eating, I'm drinking Labatt Blue Light. Because if you really want to take things to the next level in life... Drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends at Gatsby's in Pottstown, Pennsylvania. Always enjoy responsibly beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. You know, I think you'd have that memorized by now. That's a really good point by Jack. Uh, Labatt is my title, uh, is my beer sponsor, and they're on every single episode. And I, uh, I still have to pull up. Like and I only say like one sentence about them. <laughs> I still have it on my screen every time. Like I needed that. I didn't need that. All I have to do is say something about Labatt USA. Next up, we got the NFC West. Two really good teams. Two not so good teams. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, the Forty Niners. Um, it, it is kind of funny. And by the way, those of you watching or those of you nationally, don't take offense to this. It is kind of funny. To me, that 49ers rhymes with whiners. Um, uh, 
I, I'm playing in the crowd a little bit here in Philadelphia. If you're a Niners fan, please still download, subscribe, tell people you love the show. Uh, it doesn't help me if Eagles fans, like my mom, I don't even know what a podcast is, enjoy the joke, but you guys stop downloading. Uh, so anyway, by the way, it's my mom right there, if everybody's here. She's awesome. Uh, all right, so by the way, you know, I don't know, probably every mom's like this, but my mom lives for this. She lives this. Everybody at some point tonight, please go tell her how awesome I am. Like, she eats it up. <laughs> Shout out to the lady right there that, that said, you know what I call you? I said, what? She said, eye candy. Hey. Hey. <laughs> how are you? I, I had to tell that joke before my wife shows up. Had to tell that joke before my wife shows up. Uh, all right. What were we even talking about? We oh, were the 49ers. NFC West. Yeah. All right, so the 49ers, uh, they're good. They got a really good team. I will say this. I thought it was a bold move to get Javon Hargrave. $24 million a year, I think. He's a really good player. The Eagles are fortunate. They got some other good players. But the Niners needed that spot badly to get him and then uh, be able to fill in their defensive line. And you're taking away one of the Eagles' best players. I think they'll be 12-5. and five. Uh, I, I think we have to see how well Brock Purdy recovers from his injury. All right. What about the Seattle Seahawks? What are you thinking about them? Are they going to be close? I think when I originally did this, I might have had the Seahawks winning the division. I think the Seahawks are really good. I am so happy for and kind of proud of Geno Smith. He was a backup for eight years? Something like that. Nine wow. years? I thought the Seahawks started two rookie tackles last year and had Geno Smith at quarterback – I thought they were going to be horrendous. And they made the playoffs. Really impressive. They added Draymond Jones. They got Bobby Wagner back. They had two first-round picks from the Russell Wilson trade. I had the Seahawks at 10-7. and seven. I had the L.A. Rams at 5-12. and 12. If you think I'm eye candy, by the way, what do you think Sean McVay is, the coach for the Rams? He's, as my wife would say, he's too little. He's too little. You don't want that. Uh, so, L.A. Rams, I have them going 5-12. and 12. And I'm curious to get to see what the reaction is here. And then Jonathan Gannon, the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> you guys are tough, man. <laughs> I mean, they went to the Super Bowl. They led the NFL in sacks. We have no perspective around here. We really don't. We really don't. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I mean, it, it, anyway... I think they'll be the worst team in football. That should probably make you guys happy. Yay! Arizona will stink. I have the Arizona Cardinals at 3-14. and 14. All right. We'll wrap up everybody's favorite division here, the NFC East. So the NFC East is going to be very interesting. Uh, so, listen. The Eagles... Everybody gets upset when I say this. By the way, the funny thing now about doing the Eagles preseason games and their pregame and working for the Eagles... I did a show today, by the way, with Merrill Reese, which was amazing. So it's going to be on the Eagles YouTube page. So check that out. 47 years. This will be his 47th season calling the Eagles games. Still sharp as a tack. Um, I mean, I'm 44 years old. It's just unbelievable uh, that he's been doing it this long. So I, I think the Eagles lost seven starters. I think it's really hard to argue that they're not taking a step back 
from a personnel standpoint. There, there's, there's no way you can argue they're going to be better at linebacker than they were last year. Losing T.J. Edwards, Kaiser White. There's no way you can argue they're going to be better at safety this year. Losing Epps and Gardner-Johnson. I still think they'll be very good on the defensive line. Nolan Smith and Jalen Carter. I still think the corners, getting Bradbury back and Slay was absolutely huge. On the offensive line, I know we'll get into this in the Eagles power hour, I was pretty concerned about Cam Jurgens because if you've never played guard before, you've only ever played center, it's very, very different. He looks really good. I was, I was at practice today. He looks really good at guard. I think the Eagles will have a really good season. I think they're one of the best teams in football. I think even though they'll be worse at some positions, I think they'll be better at some positions. I think they'll be better at running back with DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny. I think the offensive line's neutral. Uh, you know, the one big takeaway so far from training camp is that Jalen Hurts looks even better. You know, I, I think. I mean, I think there are people that people people there are people out there that think, well, maybe he takes a step back. You know, maybe it was just a one-year thing. What about what about the other possibility? What if he's what if he's just better? What if he keeps getting better? And then defensively. I'm really, I'm, I think the most interesting thing to me about the Eagles this year probably is the two new coordinators and how that works out. I will say this. I think, I think the Eagles are 13-4. and four. I think the Dallas Cowboys, are you going to cheer that or are you going to boo me because I had four losses? <laughs> boo! They're going to go 17-0, and 0, you idiot! <laughs> um, <laughs> so, for the Dallas Cowboys, now you guys should boo. Boo, Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I think the Dallas Cowboys have a really good team. You know, what they lack is depth. So if the Cowboys have injuries, I think they'll have issues. But one of their major issues was number two wide receiver. They get Brandon Cooks, who was the Texans' number one guy. One of their other major issues was number two corner. They get Stephon Gilmore, who was the Colts' number one guy. You know, they won 12 games last year with Cooper Rush starting four or five games and... Dak led the NFC and led the NFL in interceptions. I don't think that'll happen again. I think the Cowboys are one of the three best teams in the NFC. What are you thinking now? You got the Giants and the Commanders left. You got Giants in third, even with all that Saquon Barkley stuff going on. Yeah, I think the Giants end up being around nine and eight. Um, I still am surprised Saquon signed that deal that he did. It's rough out there for running backs. Although, you know, we say that. He's getting paid $10 million for one year of football. I wish it was that rough for my seven years playing center and guard. I mean, whatever. Uh, I, I think the Giants will still be a solid football team. Felt like they won a lot of close games last year. And uh, I don't know that they really, like, where'd they get better is my whole thing. Darren Waller will help them at tight end. Uh, I think they'll be better with Daniel Jones. He played really well at the end of last year. And in his second year as a starter under Dayball, I think they'll be better. So I have the Giants at 9-8. and eight. What about the Washington Commanders? How do you think Sam Howell's going to do? New quarterback in that system. So do you guys like how if I want to have a sip of my beer, I go like that with my elbow <laughs> towards Jack? We'll talk about this more, by the way, after the show, but this is delicious. JT Radigan, tell him to call me. It's really, really good. Uh, I don't think the commanders are going to be very good. Uh, they have one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. 
Sam Howell has one start. They literally have – it's funny. You go to Eagles training camp, and you're like, okay, on offense, the question for the Eagles is right guard? They have, they have one question. On defense, maybe there's a couple. The commanders, you can argue, like, every offensive lineman's a question mark. Imagine that. So I have the commanders 6-11. and 11. So to summarize the NFC – the NFC East champs, the Philadelphia Eagles. The NFC North, Detroit Lions. NFC South, New Orleans Saints. NFC West, San Francisco 49ers. The NFC wildcard teams, the Seattle Seahawks, the Dallas Cowboys. And I was torn between the Vikings and the Giants for that last spot. And I went with the Vikings because I'm annoyed at what the Giants did with Saquon Barkley's contract. So I went with the Vikings. Ultimately, it's very, very hard to do, but I, I do think, if I, here's how I always look at predictions, right? If I had to put $10 on the table right now and say who I think has the best chance to go to the Super Bowl from the NFC, for right now in the AFC, I would say the Bengals. Right now in the NFC, I would say the Philadelphia Eagles. I, I, I would say that. And... Um, and so then we get to the Super Bowl. Eagles versus Bengals, which, by the way, it'd be awesome if either one of those teams won. The Bengals have never won one. And I've kind of gone back and forth on this. These are the last two Super Bowl losers. The Eagles last year, the Bengals two years ago. By the way, ironically, both teams got, in my opinion, a raw deal on holding penalties late in the game. We forget the Bengals won, but that happened too. And then obviously the Bradbury won. I didn't like. Honestly, I, I could flip a coin on this, but I'm in Pottstown, Pennsylvania right now. So the uh, Super Bowl champion, the Philadelphia Eagles. Hope you guys enjoyed uh, the last two prediction podcasts that were in front of a live audience. That was a little different for us. Pretty cool. Hopefully you can appreciate it almost as much as you can appreciate ExpressVPN. Every family needs a VPN. You know, every device you have, your phone, your computer, your tablet, has a unique IP address, which is basically like an internet phone number, reveals personal information about you, like where you live, which is crazy, especially if you travel a lot like me. It's almost mandatory to have an ExpressVPN app so that you're protected. And here's the coolest part. You can choose what country you want your IP address in. So you're able to get some different shows on Netflix or Disney Plus or whatever. So make sure you secure your family's online activity and unlock tons of new shows by visiting expressvpn.com slash Tucker. Again, make sure you use my link and you can get an extra three months free. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash Tucker, ExpressVPN dot com slash Tucker to learn more. Tuck's Takes. All right, Ross, we'll start with the Texans. They lose right tackle Titus Howard. He's out four to six weeks with a broken hand. So none of these injuries are ever good, right? But four to six weeks from when he did it, I mean, there's a chance he'll be able to play in the opener with a club on his hand. So, you know, 
you don't ever want to get injured, but the earlier you get injured with injuries like this, the better. Otherwise, you'd be out four to six weeks during the season, potentially. Got some roster moves. Rams re-signed former safety, one of my favorite names in the NFL, John Johnson III. Lions signed quarterback Teddy Bridgewater, and the Patriots signed defensive end Trey Flowers. It's amazing how often it feels like the Patriots bring back guys that used to be there. We'll see what happens with Bridgewater. The Lions clearly felt like they wanted a potential upgrade at backup behind golf. You don't want the backup quarterback position to be what holds you back from making the playoffs or even a playoff run. And, yeah, I'm, I'm always interested when people that have a last name like Johnson, you know, use the first name John. Obviously, they liked it. They thought about it. But there's a lot of examples um, that I've heard over the years about that. And one with an interesting one, Titans head coach Mike Vrabel announces that defensive line coach Terrell Williams will serve as the Titans head coach versus the Bears on Saturday. Vrabel's awesome. I mean, he's awesome. He was he was uh, not an opponent I liked playing against, but he was a great teammate in New England. And he does things like this. Terrell Williams deserves this. They've been so good on the D-line. What he's gotten out of Danico Autry and Tyre Tart and Jeffrey Simmons. I love this showcase opportunity for Williams from Vrabel, giving him this opportunity, this exposure. It's just very, very cool thing that I bet gets the entire, all the assistant coaches to love Vrabel even more than they already do. I love West Shore home, and I've been pretty clear about that, Jack. Please, be like dozens of you that have gone to westshorehome.com slash Ross to check out the two bathrooms I got redone at my house. You can see pictures. You can see videos. Uh, twice now, I've had people in the last week send me pictures and videos of their own West Shore home. You can get a free estimate, free installation, and if you even get the free estimate, send it to me, Ross at RossTucker.com. You got a great chance to get into the best ball draft with me and Joe Dolan, Fantasy Feast, for and win $500. Now I think we're done here. WestShoreHome.com slash Ross. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. How about a couple shout-outs, Jack? You know I love me some MyFrontPageStory.com. It is wedding and anniversary season. If you have an anniversary, make sure you go to MyFrontPageStory.com. Get the best gift you could ever get somebody for an anniversary. Then we got BackOfficeScheduler.com, GoDashBangles.com, SteakhouseSports.com, HumanHeadNYC.com, Sportaculture, and Pizza Boy Brewing. Yum, yummy in my tummy.